Tired of religious chatter, yet yearning to hear the echoes of heaven and a whisper from God? JNK invite you into their world of spiritual matters where there is room for you at the table. Reverbing questions and yielding answers fill the chambers of this podcast and will surely provoke your thought. Come, take a listen. Welcome to Spiritual Matters. You are here with the G4, and today we are talking about friends. Friends. And how in the world are we going to link friends with spiritual matters? I'm Nina. I'm Jay. I'm Darrell. I'm Kay. Kay, how are we going to do that? Well, how about we start off with a quote from the Bible since we are dealing with spiritual matters. Unless Darrell has one from the Book of Life. Do you have a good friend quote from the Book of Life, Darrell Butler? Never pay for blessings. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> we just went back to last time. I'm done with him. <laughs> never. never pay for your blessings. That means that you should never have to pay for a friendship. And so I like that, Rail. <laughs> Why should you have to pay for a friendship? You should not. Friendship should be one of the words that Jay used in uh, difficult matters. Friendship should be organic. They should not be something that you have to pay for. You shouldn't have to pay to be somebody's friend. And you shouldn't have to feel like you're always paying for things because you are somebody's friends. Paying because they have a bad day. They have a bad attitude. So very good. See, the book of life is full of good things. Never pay for the blessing of a friendship. <laughs> Hallelujah. I have another one, Rel. Mine is going to come from not, it is a book of life and it's referred to as the Bible. And it says that, hmm, I lost what it says. <laughs> it says, hmm. <laughs> okay, it says this Proverbs 27 9. Just as lotions and fragrance give sensual delight. A sweet friendship refreshes the soul. <laughs> I was wondering where you were going I with was that. Thinking the same thing, Jay. As soon as you said lotion, I'm like, what are we talking about? <laughs> lotion here. <laughs> that was like what? Is I was like, thing? what? That's funny. Are we suddenly going on a different topic here? <laughs> oh my goodness! Like, you know, this gracious. ain't that. This ain't that top, type of podcast. <laughs> This is spiritual of... matters. This is the book. Well, that would have fit really good from the book of life, right? Uh, sure. Just yeah. as lotions and fragrance give sensual delight, a sweet <laughs> friendship refreshes the soul. I think that's really good. I don't <laughs> it's know. Something. I could have a comment. I don't know if I should say it, though. <laughs> Are we talking about friends, friends, or like friends with benefits, or like, because that's uh, more or less where that was No, at. it's just K is like, you said that fit well into the book of life. Yeah, probably under the chapter called Foreplay. <laughs> <laughs> matters is where it gets the most real and that is so funny because it should be the most real in spiritual matters but yet we can be such stick in the muds when it comes to these things in spiritual matters and i read that straight from the book of proverbs (laughs) oh my goodness we're all in these bodies Well, today we are talking about friends. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> the, the blessings of lotion and sensual delight and friendship. 
Well, we're all in this thing together. And there is, when I think of um, biblical matters, the number one friendship that is always talked about in the Bible. Do you know which friendship that is? Mm. The number one friendship talked about in the Bible. For some reason, I want to say David. David and who? Oh, David and um, hmm, Jonathan. David and Jonathan. Their friendship is a friendship that is put on display and is the example of what a friendship really should be about. Because the story of David and Jonathan's friendship is that Jonathan was the son of Saul. And Saul was the king who David would follow after. But Saul could not stand David at certain times. But David and Jonathan had such a friendship that Jonathan went against his father for David and he even betrayed his father, if you want to say it that way, to befriend, well, to continue the friendship with David because he knew that his father was wrong. It's a little bit of a tragic story almost because of knowing that later on Jonathan ends up dying, I think basically at the same time as Saul. Um, so David loses that friendship at some point. It does. It's not something that um, continues through his reign. So that's it's a small fact that like I think of a lot of times in seeing how close to friendship was. And like it, it makes me wonder. It's like I wonder how much that hurt David to experience that. Would say that again. What did they experience? What did you say? Well, the fact that Jonathan dies. Oh yes, he died. Mm-hmm. Later, did as you, you just say that. Of, oh yeah, he died. <laughs> Where did you go? <laughs> You zoned out or something. <laughs> yeah, because they had that bond that they expressed to one another, that they would be friends forever from children to children to children. Right. But David, I mean, Jonathan did die on the battlefield, mm-hmm. and David was totally devastated. I feel like I'm waiting for you to say David and Donathan. I know. <laughs> I like, keep thinking, like, I'm just waiting for that to happen. <laughs> No, I'm not going to give you that pleasure of having a Bwim Dictionary moment here on Spiritual Matters. I don't know. When that happens, it's, <laughs> it's not usually our choice when that happens. It just happens. So we'll wait and see. Anyway, that's off topic. So we'll wait and see. Can you think of other friendships, biblical, that are really good friendships and that may not have started off in certain in different ways but ended up being friendships in other ways? There's another one that's talked about a lot in the Bible, too. And that is the friendship between Naomi and Ruth. See, I'm more of like a TV, movie kind of friendship person. <laughs> okay. Rose, like, yeah. I'm more of like... So how does that, like, what does that entail? I don't know, like, Zach and the whole crew of Saved by the Bell and <laughs> <laughs> Turner and Hooch. It's like... <laughs> We should have did those on the love <laughs> podcast then. But on the Spiritual Matters podcast, we want to try to bring in why friendships matter definitely in spiritual ways. But also, if you're going to do that, then I think that it's good to talk to one another and to those that are listening to us about friendships and what made these friendships good in biblical matters and what type of principles can we take from Rel's Book of Life and what type of principles can we take from the Bible that will help us in spiritually being good friends with one another. The relationship with Jonathan and David, they were totally not friends beforehand because David was a shepherd boy and Jonathan was always the son of Saul who was... um, not a shepherd person, but they became these best friends and how sometimes in our friendships, Jonathan challenged 
his father and how his father was treating David and he had to separate some issues so that he could remain a good friend with David and still be a son to his dad, Saul, who was totally off of his mind. Saul was out of his mind. He was off his meds. He was off of his meds. Absolutely. (laughs) And so, and he became jealous of David because at some point Saul did like David at first, but he became jealous of him. Sometimes we have to love those that we're connected to in that case, Jonathan was connected to his father, but yet we have to know that they're not always right. And where do we want to put one of the words that we use in our, in love in uh difficult matters? Where, where do we place our loyalties and friendship? Where do we place our loyalties? The same situation with Naomi and Ruth. Here was um, Ruth, the daughter-in-law of Naomi and her husband died, which was Naomi's son. And Ruth followed Naomi all the way to a foreign country and said to her, I will serve the God that you serve and I will be your daughter and I will go with you wherever. So mm-hmm. she became more than a daughter-in-law to her mother-in-law. She became a friend, a real friend that was willing to travel a great distance. Yeah, wow. So those are principles that is powerful. So those are principles that we pick up and can put in our own lives for how do we become a friend and what really should a friendship involve? I'm looking at my G4 group here and they're looking like, okay, well, let's talk about that. Would you go and uh, to a whole nother country with your mother-in-law or your best friend and live their life because of that friendship. Those are big answers because most of the time, what is it? And I think it's in the New Testament where if you're asked to go one mile, go two. Well, most of us have, a, you have a difficult time sometimes when somebody asks you, go, go down the street with me. Some people won't even go down the street with you. And yet here they were gone to a whole nother country with the other. Here Jonathan was saying, I love my dad. But yet he's doing you wrong. And I'm going to let you know that he's doing you wrong so that you can be safe and go somewhere. Well, I feel like if I didn't have other roots, that that wouldn't be an issue. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like yeah. if I didn't have family, like my mom and dad and like husband and things like that, the heck yeah, the party would be on. <laughs> I'd be all up in a whole another country well, <laughs> with my that, best friend. Because that's a detail of the story of Ruth that I don't think the Bible mentions. If Ruth had any relatives still in her native country when she came with Naomi. So it does beg the question, did she leave people behind to to follow her mother-in-law to the completely different area? Because it's like if if she did have people that she left behind, that makes it all the more incredible that she was able to do it well let's paint a realistic picture if she lived in that country all her life that is where her roots were Mm -hmm. and her roots were there not only just for family and friends her roots were there also for culture and she was totally not of the religious culture that Ruth was either so she was leaving everything that she had been taught that she learned that was familiar with in the sense of marriage though I mean that's what she do her husband was dead I know I mean, she was no longer attached to Naomi. She had no longer had any obligation towards her, but still. 
<clears throat> so those are some of the things that make me really think about what Just is friendship dead about. Doesn't mean, I mean, there's still something that you have to have there. They were still family at some point. I mean, like. Yeah, but most people don't look at it that way. Oh, a lot I of do. people don't. You know, we, we say that we sever ties, even in divorce. Well, I'm severing ties with the ones, even though they didn't do anything to you. You and just the person that you're divorcing from couldn't get along. <laughs> so why sever those family ties? But we do that because we don't learn really the principles of friendship and the principles of relationship. Friendship is a relationship. It should be one of the most covenant relationships that we <laughs> engage in because it is about relationship i mean david and jonathan had such a friendship rail that jonathan repeated his pledge of love to david and the bible says that he loved david more than he loved his own soul how many of us will love another so much more than we even love ourselves that we will put their benefit? We will put everything about them first because we want to protect them. Are you even them. supposed to do that? Well, what is it that a friend will lay down his life? What is it? What is it, What does a true friend do? They lay down their life mm -hmm. for another person. So, yeah, I mean, there is a principle there that most of us are so protective about ourselves that we will never lay our lives down for someone else. We won't lay our lives down for them in an argument. We won't lay our lives down for them by being inconvenienced, by having to do something for them. And so when it comes to Rail's Book of Life and when it comes to biblical principles, these are the things that we really have to start thinking about when it comes to true friendship. Because if we think about those things, maybe we really will have those real intimate friendships where we really do love another person like we love our own souls or and we I'm can really treat friends. them like we love or what you have less friends because <laughs> i'm gonna really start assessing y'all <laughs> i mean that is the relationship that we try to tell people that they can have with jesus that is a relationship that we try to tell people that they will they can have with god well if they can't have that relationship in the flesh with somebody else how are you going to help them to believe that they can have it in a spiritual world with that's someone a, that's a real learning experience because that all does does not come naturally to be willing to to give yourself to give of yourself in that way to care for another person i i really think it's something that's uh requires a transformational process on the inside in order to well, you have to almost you have to be like totally selfless in that aspect to me like my thought is when it comes to not in in general just like if we're talking about this person they say parents feel that way when they give birth to their children. Like I will do anything to protect mine and I will lay down my life just to protect my child more than myself. And that's in one aspect, like, well, they came from you. So their connection's different. They're, the spiritual connection right. is totally different. But you're talking about like somebody who you met one day on the street and now years later you in this friendship, like, when it comes to that person, you have to be selfless. Like, I know my best friend comes over and I got that last bite of food and she reaches for my plate. <laughs> I have to really assess in that moment how much that last nutritional <laughs> It's like you see that hand creeping up. It's like, hey, get away. Do I need and how much does she need? <laughs> so I have to be totally selfless. 
But I mean, like, that's a really deep thing. Like, And it is okay to be totally selfless. I think that if we can learn to be our own best friends first, then we can afford to be selfless because we know that we can afford to give someone else what we give in ourselves. And that's why the there's that one command, love thy neighbor mm-hmm. as thyself. Mm-hmm. And so when it gets to spiritual mm-hmm. matters, that is a principle that when you think about friendships, you don't really apply it in that vein, but it is absolutely that. And the fact that you brought up that particular commandment, it's, it's funny because I've thought about this. People use that commandment, love thy neighbor as thyself. They forget what the way they, it's like they don't think about, it. okay, they say just love your neighbor. But it says, as you love yourself. So how are you going to be able to love somebody else if you haven't learned to love yourself first? I mean, there's that process of working on yourself and getting to that point and then being able to really be able to love somebody. Because otherwise, I mean, yeah, sure, you can do it, but it's not. it might not be coming out of the same place. Well, and I mean, who really truly... I mean, we're living in a vain, <laughs> vain times, in a vain society vain where it's like go for self go for self so to actually have that thought of like love your neighbor the way you would love yourself can you imagine what the world would be like if we actually practiced that yeah real everybody was doing that well it's kind of like with our culture our society they say like you know treat yourself like be like put yourself the golden rule treat yourself as I mean, treat others as you would treat yourself. Yeah, it, it's kind of like I'm trying to grasp on a thought that I have. When we talk about really loving yourself, that I think is different than conventionally the way we look at it. Uh, when we think of putting ourselves first and viewing things that way, I mean, because loving ourselves also involves a coming to terms with the parts of ourselves that aren't perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it's because it's not in order to come into the process of really loving and accepting yourself is going to require facing those parts. It's like, oh, this is ugly on the inside, but it, at the same time, it is part of who I am. So to really be able to love somebody else as you love yourself, I would think it means that having to be able to dive down into the dirt when things are just as ugly in their lives as it's been in yours. And I think that process is the very thing that allows us to really be able to connect with other people. Because if you haven't really dug into the parts of yourself that you don't like, how can you be able to really have empathy for the uh, for others who deal with the same thing? I just had a totally, it's a totally different thought. I'm <laughs> in the sense of, since we're on spiritual matters, what about losing friends because you've had your spiritual awakening that Mm. does happen yeah a lot of people have spiritual awakenings and a lot of people have a different book of life that they learn from and they will lose a friend because of their ideologies their spiritualness it becomes different so you can and so to me that is also a time where you really can define your true friends because those are people that are sticking it out with you no matter what you're finding about yourself about the world about things around just anything because they are doing what they are accepting you for who you are Mm -hmm. so regardless of what you believe in regardless of where life takes you and what direction it takes you in those are the people that accepted you for who you are and they are genuinely accepting the friendship and loving the friendship and laying down their own self their own ideas their own thought process their own whatever 
for that time in life and they're saying they may be going a different direction but I don't care they're still my friend and a lot of times our parents and I'm guilty of that that your friends aren't your friends because they're they don't have the same ideology they don't have the same thoughts that used to be so so, detrimental (laughs) and and, but you know let's look at that for real because it is good that parents guide you when you're young like that so that when you get older you can learn how to then judge those friendships and how to pick your friends and then even when your friends go differently in certain matters then still how do you decide to be friends with them I mean, let's say that you have a friend and that friend decides that they're going to go start selling drugs. They're going to go start prostituting themselves. They're going to go start doing all these other things that don't go along with your lifestyle. But are they still going to be your friend in certain ways, but they can't be your friend in all ways? That's like a, a really heavy question. You look at Jesus, you look at when he came on the scene, how many people were not going to be his friend because he didn't have the same ideology as the, as the Jews had and how many friends did they lose because they started following Jesus. And that time people weren't just losing their friends. They were being, they were losing their family members because the church would kick them out. Well, there we go back to the church. The church would kick them out because if they started following Jesus, well, they were going to get kicked out of the church and they were going to be totally excommunicated, defriended the whole nine. Unfriended. Defriended. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to say. I'm defriended. sorry. That's just, it's funny to think of that in uh, conjunction with biblical times. But, it, but it's true when it happened. How many friendships were yeah. formed that way? And how many friendships then Jews couldn't be friends with Gentiles? Right. So there's so many things that separate us. I'm glad oh you went God, that way to separate me. us from even being friends and even spiritual matters. We can't be friends with the Jews. Christians can't be friends with the Muslims. You Don't guys really it. should go see this movie. Well, not go see it, but rent it or whatever. The boy in the striped pajamas. About the two. It's oh, it's intense. It's really tragic. I, I warn you I've, now. I don't even think I've heard of it. Oh, man, it's this. Okay, so really quick, (laughs) a boy who is being held in a concentration camp for the Jew. I think it was a Jewish concentration camp. And he was on the fence, literally like there's a fence. And on the other side lived a little boy who was one of the like soldiers to keep them in line son. And they become friends through like a hole in the fence. So that's why it's the boy in the striped pajamas because it's that uniform, that prison uniform. It's it's a little tragic, but it's really good. But anyway. It just made me think of because of what you were saying from right. So we have to chew these things, even in spiritual matters, because we have so many things that separate us from being friends. We have even to the even to just a basic you're of this denomination, you're of that denomination. We're supposed to be Christians, yet we cannot be friends. When we think about being a friend, right now we're living in a highly political time. Do Christians and should Christians be friends of the immigrants? Should Christians be friends of the migrant well, workers? Uh, should Christians be Christians friends? supposed to be friends of everybody? Should they be? Should they be friends of the illegal immigrants? Should Christians be these friends of other people? Why not? That begs the question, why not? So when we talk about friendships, is God telling us that we should only have friends of people who are exactly the same mind, the same thought process, the same ideology? Because the friends that I have that don't have the the same as me are the ones that challenge me and make me see 
things that I would never see with someone who thinks like me. Friends and friendships and spiritual matters can be a very difficult conversation. Peter had that conversation with God when he was up on the rooftop. Do you guys remember that? And God was showing him all the different meats. And Peter was like, no, I don't eat those things. And God was saying, would Mm -hmm. he clean for Peter not to call it unclean? And then Peter had to go into the house of a Gentile person. And then God was opening up his spiritual agenda to more than just the Jewish people like they thought. We have to really start engaging what does friendship mean and is it only the friends that we want to be friends with or should it be the friends that God calls us to be friends with? This is not just a friend one-on-one conversation in spiritual matters. Oh, so Kay, going back to difficult matters, how does that fit into you picking your friends from across the room? (laughs) But I don't pick my friends because of immigrants because of illegalness because of religion do you do you so do you like say a prayer do you like oh well i did that i did that younger now your friend yeah now when i pick my friends i just pick them because they're nice (laughs) (laughs) and now i pick my friends because i'm a spiritual person and i know that i really should be friends with anybody and everyone and i really am and You know, I take people at face value, but most people won't take you at face value. They'll judge you first before they want to be any further with you. Now I just take people at at face value and keep it. Because let me tell you, I got some crazy friends (laughs) who think and see and live totally different from me. But those are some of my best and greatest friends. (laughs) It's true. And I have some, too, that that are like that. And I also will pick up friends that live a totally different lifestyle than I live, but I can't not be friends with them because of their lifestyle. I've learned that I'm going to be friends with them. I don't care what their lifestyle is. I mean, and I feel like that's where the mutual respect comes in because they respect, if you're really friends, they'll respect that part of you. And like, I know I've had friends that will shield me from certain parts of things that they are into or doing because they know that's not me, but we can still be friends because we, see something deeper on a different level if that makes sense yeah i mean paul had to do the same thing here paul was the benjamin of the tribes of israel he was steeped deep in his religion as a pharisee and yet god called him to go and be the very best friend the very greatest friend of the gentiles who were supposed to be his enemy who lived a lifestyle totally. I mean, when you're talking about a diet lifestyle, you're talking about an economic lifestyle, you're talking about a cultural lifestyle, but he had to go and become their best friend. And Paul said that he became all things to all men, that he might win some to his philosophy. Those are the things that we have to think about, Rel. And Nina and Jay, when it comes to friends and friendships and what kind of friend do we want to be called of by God? Because ultimately, this life is about how we live it out with one another for God or for whatever we call our spiritual high power. But how do we live it out in our humanity? What kind of friends spiritually are we going to be? Are we going to be friends that just judge everything by our own flesh? Are we going to be friends that say, hey, there is a greater measure to myself as a friend and there is a greater depth 
to what I want to challenge myself and being friends to somebody else. Well, I have a quiet G4 group here today. Why are you guys so quiet? Is this friendship conversation one that's gone a different way or one that you hadn't thought about in those ways? Talk to me. I'm just thinking of with friendships and getting to that point and how, for me, a big thing is always the the process of coming to that point and how with differences in friendships and the different areas that you're coming from a lot of times and how you have to learn to work with that to know that, okay, yeah, there's going to be differences here. There's going to be things that I'm probably not going to agree with, but that doesn't mean that I should distance myself from them because of that. A constant debate that I have with myself is that that balance between how do I be friends with this person, come alongside this person, even though there are areas of their life I don't agree with, and at the same time hold true to what I believe as well. And I think a lot of people are in that are in that area, which unfortunately is the source of a lot of our dilemmas, our debates, our frustrations that we're having in culture and nowadays. our isolations. Yeah, just because of those things, because I think a lot of people are genuinely trying to under, come to a place of understanding of how do I how do I navigate this with with people, uh, just in knowing that there's something that I fundamentally disagree with in this person's life. But but yet still see the person at the same time. Still see the person. And that's what God does for us. I'm glad you said that. He fundamentally probably, I can't speak for God, but I try. <laughs> <laughs> but I believe that he fundamentally disagrees with some of these lifestyles that we're living. However, he separates that from who we are as his beings. And he loves mm. us. And he lays down everything for us so that we might become like him, loving one another for who we are. Right. Amen to everyone out there. I'd like to end with this one quote. It comes from 2 Corinthians thirteen fourteen. And I don't know, Rel, do you have one from your book of life before I give mine? No. <laughs> okay. So I'd like to end with 2 Corinthians thirteen fourteen. that says, The amazing grace of the master... Jesus Christ, the extravagant love of God, the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. That's a good close. That was a good close. I am Kay. I'm Jay. I'm Nina. I'm Darrell. <laughs> Happy Friends Day to you in Spiritual Matters. Thank you for plugging into Spiritual Matters. To continue the conversation, join us at www.bwmradio.com. There you will find our email, Twitter, and Facebook links. Also, you can check out our sibling podcast, Difficult Matters and Love Matters. Our bodies turn to dust, but our spirits live forever. We encourage you to pay attention to the spiritual matters.